everyone and welcome to the ALN Academy Talks. This is Angelica. The ALN Academy Talks aim to promote conversations on rule of law, governance and sustainability for the development of Africa. And today we focus on our core topic, which is rule of law. We are delighted to host Aisha Abdallah, director uh, at the ALN Academy and partner at ALN Kenya and Jarwala and Kana. Aisha is well-versed and passionate about the rule of law matters. Aisha, thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you for inviting me. So perhaps let's start with the introduction. Why is it important to speak about rule of law? What is rule of law and why is it relevant to, for us to continue these conversations on rule of law for Africa? Well, rule of law means different things to different people. But in general, it means that there is a predictable uh, legal regime that applies to everyone and everyone is equal before the law and everyone is protected in a nutshell. That's what it means. Um, for us in Africa, rule of law is very important because it, it is a way for us as African citizens to make sure that we are able to access our rights and enforce them and respect each other's rights. And if we can do this, then definitely our societies will, will prosper, they will be successful and they will be sustainable. Okay, and how has the rule of law evolved in the continent over the last years? You think it has evolved? You think it has worsened? Which have been the challenges for the rule of law in Africa? I think, um, well, Africa is so broad that it's very hard to say it is going in one direction. In some ways, we have seen forceful changes in government and some military coups, which have been very disappointing, because in many ways we thought those, um, those issues were a thing of the past. Unfortunately, they are not. But in other ways, we have some success stories so, for example, we have our first female president in Tanzania, and um, we do have some very positive developments in other countries. For example, Rwanda has a large, healthy proportion of female uh, members of parliament, which is something encouraging for the rest of us. So I, I believe there are mixed signals. In some ways, we're doing well, in other parts, less well. In terms of the recent past, COVID definitely posed challenges for the rule of law and specifically in my area for access to justice. So with COVID, we had some national lockdowns and that meant that for many citizens, they were unable to access basic services, government services, um, the courts were shut um, and their ability to enjoy their normal, you know, uh, freedoms was curtailed uh, for reasons of health and for reasons of security. I think that was very challenging, but that was not limited to Africa. So we have seen a lot of protests in the developed world, in places that like the United States and in Europe, where citizens have said that the measures that the governments were taking um, to protect them and to protect their health were too onerous and were an unjustified restriction in freedom. So this is not an Africa issue, but I, I don't think that as a world we have come to the right answers. We've seen some 
countries adopt very uh, restrictive practices like maybe in China, New Zealand, um, and then other countries be a lot more relaxed. And it's not clear probably which one is the right approach. You know, in some ways we thought, you know, China was doing extremely well, but then recently it struggled with the Omicron variant. So I think there have been challenges to rule of law, but it is global. It's not limited to Africa. Okay, and you spoke about the, the role of rule of law for governance. Now, why is it important for investors to also focus on rule of law? And how, which is the relationship between rule of law and economic growth? So I think um, investors are interested to know that when they put money into a country like Kenya, that they're, um, what they are investing in will be protected, that if there's any issue that arises, a dispute, they'll be treated fairly, um, whether or not they're local or a foreigner, there's no discrimination. So this is important for them. For governments who are trying to attract foreign direct investment, one of the measures that's used to compare them to other countries is whether or not that country is seen as uh, doing well in terms of rule of law. It means that if it's doing well in terms of rule of law, it's improving, then it's probably a more attractive destination. Sometimes though we see that um, investment has nothing to do with uh, freedoms enjoyed by citizens. So there's not always a direct link, but um, studies have shown that if you want to increase your chances of attracting foreign direct investment, particularly from the West, then probably you do need to think about rule of law. What I think Africa is doing is considering whether it is able to attract investment from places like the Far East as an alternative where people are willing to give them money without attaching conditions in relation to rule of law. So I think that's that's an interesting trend that we're seeing, that there's a lot of inflows from China and from other countries that are probably not as interested in rule of law issues or probably see the economic development of the country as superior in terms of priority to other issues. Okay. Yeah. And Aisha, as a practitioner, which do you think is the role of lawyers in promoting the rule of law in the African continent? Lawyers are normally very busy with their clients. Why do you think it's important for lawyers to also look into these particular issues? Well, I mean, lawyers operate in a legal context. And in a way, if lawyers do not work to improve rule of law and to strengthen rule of law, then they undermine their own um, relevance. Because actually, if you don't have to worry about the law to get something done, then actually you don't need a lawyer. So I think it's, it's critical for lawyers to increase their relevance and to play a role and to speak up. And often lawyers represent maybe the more elite sections of society. So I think it's important as lawyers that we don't forget that many people, you know, don't have access to basic services in Africa. They don't have clean running water. They don't have electricity. So if you talk to these people about access to justice, it's so far down the list of priorities. And yet, actually, if we 
improved rule of law and good governance, which is related, then probably our we would be holding our governments to account and forcing them to ensure that everyone can access these basic services, which is something you have to do before you can even access more complicated services like justice. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, Aisha. Is there any parting shot, anything else that you will want to say to our audience? I think that um, what's interesting now is as Africans, we need to probably develop our own solutions to some of these issues about the balance between freedoms and security and development. These, there isn't one answer. I think in many ways, because of our colonial history, we have maybe been fed a narrative that there's one solution coming out of a particular part of the world. But we've seen that those solutions often don't work or they're not sustainable in Africa. So what I find very interesting for us to continue to think about is, is there an alternative solution for Africa, which is sustainable, which is not a foreign import, which is likely to take root and to grow? And I think that can only come from us, can't come from outside. Thank you very much, Aisha. Very interesting conversation. Thank you to our audience. This conversation will be available on our ALN Academy's YouTube channel and social uh, podcast platform. Please remember to subscribe to be notified when we upload more content. See you in our next talk. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.